It's March and the start of Women's History Month. And you know what? I'm all about it. So that's what we're going to talk about coming up next. Yes, you are here. Bienvenida to the Her Dinero Matters podcast, a mixed language podcast hosted by me, Jen Hemphill, to help you become the reign of your money and love your dinero more. If you are needing some inspiration and encouragement at this very moment, you have come to the right place. Gracias por compartir este tiempo conmigo. Now let's jump in to today's Dose of Money Confidence. Hola, ¿qué tal? We are already in the month of March. Can you believe it? This is Jen Hempel, your host, and today's episode is a solo episode. Okay, not really solo if you are here, right? No interview, but just you and I for today. Since March is Women's History Month, I thought we would kick off this month by talking about women's history, by all means. And before we do that, I wanted to continue to remind you that you need to, okay, I encourage you, I would love you to grab your free tickets for Financially Strong Latina, a virtual event series happening March 18th, which is about 14 days away. Now listen, it is free thanks to AARP sponsoring and you can learn more, grab your spot at financiallystronglatina.com. And don't forget to invite a friend. In today's episode, you're going to hear the history of Women's History Month, as well as some interesting facts. Also, Latinas who have made history. Now, that's a lot, but I'm only going to share several, as well as two women who have shaped me and why. Now, let's get started with the history of Women's History Month. If you don't know, it had its origins in 1981. And really, honestly, that's not too long ago. Because I was alive in that time, so that's not too long ago. It should be further back. It really should be further back when this all started. But the reality is that it isn't. Its origin started in 1981, and it didn't begin until March 7th, 1982. It started as Women's History Week. I don't know if you know, but it started as that. And this is something that Congress passed. And then it was requested again by Congress to proclaim this week, which they did, and recognizing really the vital role of women in Americans' history. And then fast forward to five years later in 1987, after being petitioned by an organization called the National Women's History Project, Congress passed the petition that they submitted and they designated the month of March as Women's History Month, which this started in 1987. Now, let's talk about some interesting facts. I know usually we, we talk about money, but we need to celebrate Women's History Month. According to a blog post called 50 Fascinating Facts in Women's History Month, there are 71% of moms with kids under 18 that work. And in 1975, fewer than 47% of these moms that had kids under 18 worked. So that is definitely a drastic change of what was then in 1975, which was not too long ago, (laughs) y'all, to now. And 
The another interesting fact is that approximately 14% of active members in the US Armed Forces. Hello, I'm a military spouse, so I had to share this. 14% approximately are of active members are women. In 1950, though, women comprised less than 2% of the US military. So we're definitely seeing a growth of that. And in terms of college degrees, over 60% of college degrees awarded in the US every year are earned by women. So that's more than men. Hello. <laughs> Let's celebrate that even though really I mean I just love in my house it's just a competition between my husband and I. And then in terms of IQs, get this. The two highest IQs ever recorded through standardized testing both belong to women. <laughs> it's not mine though. I'm not one of those two women. And one of these high IQ women, she's a columnist and author named Marilyn Voss Savant. So you might want to look her up and follow her. If, of course, IQs are just IQs. It's just a measurement. So I just thought it was a fun fact. The other fun fact that I found interesting was that Wyoming was the first state to grant women the right to vote which I thought was pretty interesting. The other interesting thing about Wyoming is that it refused to join the United States without a guarantee that women would be allowed to vote. I want to give Wyoming an applause on this podcast. I love that. The other fact that I found really interesting was that in 1756, way before women were allowed to legally vote, there was a woman by the name of Lydia Taft that actually voted. <laughs> she was legally about to vote. I think I read something about her husband, knew someone. So I think it was, they were connected. I don't know what happened there, but I just thought that was interesting that she was actually legally allowed to vote back in 1756. Whether this was just one time or more times, I didn't look, but I just thought that was interesting. And I didn't realize, but I mean, it doesn't surprise me, but I didn't realize that women weren't legally guaranteed equal education opportunities until 1972. But today, more women earn college degrees than men. And this was addressed again in 1972 by Congress passing the Title IX, which states that schools receiving federal assistance cannot discriminate on the basis of sex. Uh, so that happened back in 1972. So it's crazy to think all the advocacy and, and fights for something that should be a given, right? Education, come on, it should be e an equal opportunity for all. But oh my goodness, let's not get started on that. So I wanted to share with you those facts that I found interesting. There's a ton more, but I just wanted to kick it off with that in terms of to be able to celebrate Women's History Month. I want to shift it over to Latinas because this is her dinero matters. We're talking to Latinas. And I wanted to talk a little bit, name some Latinas who have made history. Some that you know, some that I didn't really know, which I found interesting. I'm not a history buff. So if you're a history buff and you're like, you did not know that, don't judge me, please. <laughs> I'll just blame my husband. He's a history buff. I'll just say he didn't tell me. No, I'm kidding. Now, one woman, Latina, that's made history. 
Her name is Ellen Ochoa, and she was the first Hispanic woman to go into space back in April 8th, 1993. Then we also have Joanne Baez, who is a human rights advocate and a legendary folk singer known for having sang We Shall Overcome in the Civil Rights March in Washington, D.C. back in 1963. I didn't know that, did you? Dolores Huerta, I am familiar with, who fought to improve working conditions for farm workers. And I think you know this name. Selena, who we know broke the barriers and brought Mexican Tejano music to the masses. We also have Sylvia Rivera, who is a pioneering LGBT activist for transgender rights and is credited for putting the T in LGBT, which I believe is now LGBTQIA. Please correct me if I got that wrong. This is another name that I think you will know of Sonia Sotomayor, who is the first Latina Supreme Court justice, who I think is just extremely inspiring. Before we continue, I have a quick message for you. Her Dinero Matters is supported by First Republic Bank. Whether your goal this year is to buy a home, start a family, or start a business, First Republic is prepared to support your financial goals with extraordinary service. From day one, your dedicated First Republic banker will be in your corner. Focus on understanding you and your needs. Together, you'll design the financial solution that best fits your personal and professional goals. And as your needs evolve, you can always call or message your dedicated banker directly from their mobile app for anything that comes up along the way. Learn more at firstrepublic.com. That's firstrepublic.com. Member FDIC Equal Housing Lender. We've talked about women's history. Before we jump into today's content, keep your ears peeled for a unique reveal I'll be sharing midway through the show. It's something special just for you. We've talked about Latinas who made history. So of course, there's more. I just selected some to talk about because this is a podcast and I could go on and on in terms of like those women that made history, but I just selected a few. I also want to share with you the women that have shaped me. And I encourage you to think about the women that have shaped you. And if they're on this earth still, please just reach out to them and thank them and tell them that you appreciate them. For me, those two women, there are two, I should say. Mi abuelita Matilde, who's no longer with us, and my mom. And I'm going to share with you why. When I thought about this. And I thought about why they shaped me, why they are just so important to me. It boiled down to three main things. There's a lot of reasons, but the three main things is their resilience. They also didn't let the lack of money stop them. They're super resourceful women and they're such givers and they're such huge examples of being a giver, which I completely admire. So I'm going to share with you some examples specific to mi abuelita Matilde and my mom. In terms of resilience, mi abuelita Matilde was widowed and left with three kids. So she raised my mom, mi tia, and their brother. She raised these three kids by herself and Basically, it was literally, think about 
a single mom back in the 50s, back in a time where really women, some were in the workforce, absolutely, but the tradition was for women to stay at home, right? Things were starting to change. And so she found herself widowed with three kids and no money. And to do this, she had to make do. She basically was strong enough to persevere, raise three kids to be successful. In my mom's family, her and her siblings were the first to go to college. So my abuelita had something to do with that, right? In terms of her parenting and all that. So I, her resilience, I completely admire and really has helped to shape me. With my mom, her resilience is absolutely there, present 200%. Because as you know, we lived in Colombia and I was born in Colombia. And then we moved when I was eight years old to the US. So basically, in essence, she went to college, started her career in the educational system in the university in Colombia. And basically what that meant, she was starting over here in the US. And that takes some resilience because she made the decision of doing what her and my dad thought was best for the family. And that meant with some sacrifice, right? That meant leaving the career that she had and had already had been established and for a good bit of time. That is just speaks a lot of resilience. The second thing, as I mentioned, was neither of them let the lack of money stop them. They were very resourceful. With mi abuelita Matilde, she didn't have an education. And as I mentioned, she was raising three kids by herself. And in the times and the years where there's women had a lot of challenges and among some family issues, pero mi mamá me mata si les cuento. So I'm going to zip it up and stay quiet. <laughs> Everybody's family has drama, right? And issues. Mi abuelita was resourceful. She got a sewing machine, sewed and made a living that way to be able to feed her kids and do what she needed to do to push her kids forward, to make sure that her kids had food, a roof over their heads and put themselves in a position where they got their education, went to college. So I really admire mi abuelita Matilde. Her and I were very, very close. And to this day, I mean, years later, I thoroughly miss her. Um, I still feel like I could have a conversation. Her and I would just talk. Nos contamos los chismes. That was just her and I relationship. With my mom, in terms of resourcefulness, <laughs> this woman... Because there was that lack of money, right? With both of them, there was that lack of money. Mi abuelita was resourceful in figuring out a way to make money. And that was with a sewing machine, right? My mom, because there was that lack of money and mi abuelita was working so hard to make sure that she fed her kids and everything, my mom knew, and I think it was also influenced by mi abuelita, how important education was. So what does my mom do? She found money in terms of not under the covers or anything. She found money in the form of scholarships, las becas, that actually sent her to the U.S. or brought her here to get an education. And that's where she met my dad. Surprise, surprise. And I think that being resourceful and even in this, a situation where there was a lack of money, I think that speaks volumes and I really admire. And that also has really shaped me because even though I'm fortunate because of my parents that we were in a better financial situation and there was 
challenging financial times that we had what we needed, right? But it set the precedent of, okay, this is what we did. We want you to do better, right? And you need to be resourceful. You need to be independent and you need to find ways. And resourcefulness was a huge thing. A third reason I really admire mi abuelita and my mom is that they're such givers. They have such an open heart and willingness to give. And they took people in and helped others. They've done that their whole lives. Like, for example, mi abuelita took in the kids of mi abuelito, mis tios, right? So my mom's half-brothers. And I think that, of course, it says a lot. It's being family, but she took them in with a lot of love and helped out. And then even with not having much money, just think about that. And then my mom... Let me tell you this story, which this still fascinates me. So when my parents got married, on their honeymoon, they took a bus ride throughout South America. And on their honeymoon in the bus, or maybe it was a train, I think maybe it was a combination of train bus, but I think it was a bus, if I'm not mistaken. They met a stranger that was fleeing Chile at that time because of a political situation. They became fast friends, the stranger my mom and my dad, and she had no place to go, nowhere to go. She was fleeing because of the political situation. And here are my parents on their honeymoon, newlyweds, and they took in this person, again, as a newlywed because she needed help. This is the type of people mi mama and mi abuelita Matilde are. They are just such givers. And that story always just sticks out. I'm like, they met (laughs) on a bus on their honeymoon and they took in this person that was needing help as newlyweds. Oh my goodness, that just blows my mind. So those are just a little bit about mi abuelita and my mom and why they mean so much to me. And they are the two women that helped really shape me to the person that I am today. Now, as we kick off this month to celebrate Women's History Month, we celebrate women's strength, resilience to go after their dreams and advocate their beliefs. And I want to encourage you to keep after your dreams. But with that I want you to be financially strong. Being financially strong will make you going after your dreams and aspirations so much easier. So this is why I would love for you to join us March 18th, the 25th, and April 1st for Financially Strong Latina. Remember, the seats are free thanks to AARP. You can grab yours at financiallystronglatina.com. Those that register by Today, if you're listening to this episode, the day it releases, today, March 4th, if you register like right now, you can get an extra bonus training from me about the pre-budgeting steps you should take before you even do a budget because sometimes people go straight to the budget and then they give up. Well, there's some pre-budgeting steps you need to take and I'm going to give that training to you for free. If you register and join us, and if you register for Financially Strong Latina, which is already free, and you do it by today, March 4th. Also, please share, share, share. Like I always say on this podcast, you never know when someone is dealing with challenging financial times, and sharing this event could be exactly what they need. 
There are three easy ways to help us give more visibility to the event. One, you can share the registration link, financiallystronglatina.com, with your mama, la tía, la hermana, la prima, las colegas, las amigas, toda esa gente. Two, you can go to the Facebook event page. The link is in the show notes, but you can search Financially Strong Latina, select going, and by doing this, Facebook shares this with your friends because you've seen people, oh, such and such is attending this event. So we want this. Let's get this in the hands of more people. Number three, share that you are going on social and use the hashtags one or all. I'm not picky. Financially strong, financially strong Latina, fuerza financiera. Feel free to tag me because I will for sure reshare. Now, next week, we got a special episode and you'll get to meet Marielle Silvet, who also a fun fact, today is full of fun facts, right? She is now the editor of this podcast and you're going to absolutely love her. That is it. Eso es todo. Thank you so much for taking time out of your busy schedule to tune into the show. You can check out the show notes and the resources to the facts and everything that I shared today at jenhemphill.com forward slash 255. Remember, being the reign of your money starts right now simply by claiming it. I believe in you, and so should you. If you love this podcast, love this episode, I would love it if you share it with someone you care about. You never know, as I shared earlier, what exactly that person is going through. And the simple act of sharing can change the direction of their financial life for the better. Bueno pues, that is everything y nos hablaremos el próximo jueves. Chao.